Namaste, bonjour, and hi, folks. Welcome to the show that tells everyone that turmeric isn't spicy. Welcome to Not Your Normal Curry. Today, we're going to talk to someone who is a part of movements like Dark is Beautiful and Unfair and Lovely. Let's welcome our guest who lives down in the U.S. Let's welcome Hethel Lakani. Hi, Hethel. How are you doing today? I'm good, Anandu. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. It's be, it's a pleasure to have you on our show. Same here. It's really exciting that you are part of our podcast. So uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Sure. So I am currently in Dallas, Texas, but I'm originally a resident of Mumbai, India. Um, been here for about six years. Um, at this point in time, I still identify myself as Indian, but but obviously living in America. Uh, yeah, I am a female. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what to say. Oh my God, Anand. Okay, this is a little tricky. Um, okay, let me talk about my profession. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm currently working in Texas and uh, doing my MBA like every other Indian kid. <laughs> well, I got involved in making a change in the world and that's why I'm on your show today. As you're doing MBA, I'm doing engineering. We are both being Indian, I would say that. So yeah, uh, we, you did mention that uh, you're in for changing the uh, changing the perspective of people and changing the whole ideologies, I would say that. So I have read about your work on petitions, for example, the one against a famous Indian dating website. Tell us how that happened. Sure. Um, so this all started in early 2020. Um, my friend Megan, Megan Nockwell, she actually was on Shadi.com. A lot of people call it the Indian dating website, but just to correct it, it is more than a dating website. It's actually used by individual individuals in India and their parents to find a prospective partner for their child. You know. So this website, which is Shadi.com, um, has about million plus subscribers from all around the world. Uh, my friend Megan was on this website and she happened to discover that there was a filter on this website. When I say filter, it's not the normal skin filter. This is a search filter. And essentially what that search filter was doing was trying to filter out the results based on the skin color. So the options in that filter were very fair, fair, British, dark, very dark. Essentially, whoever is on that website gets to choose what color of partner they're looking for and, and, and basically go through the results in, in a filtered way. This was something that Megan wasn't comfortable with. And she went about and talked to the group that we are all a part of. I happened to see her, I happened to see her post and I was like, oh my God, this is wrong on so many levels. Number one, it was trying to promote 
the bias that South Asians have for fair skin. It was literally giving them an option to search the results based on the skin color. Secondly, a company was promoting this culture that it's good to write very fair so that your results are filtered and, and you will, you'll be basically seen in all the, all the results out there. You know, I, as an individual who knows this bias exists since forever ago, was not comfortable when a corporate was giving it a platform to be practiced. So I launched a petition. I launched a petition on change.org. It's a very famous website. It's, it's basically something that you put your thoughts on and if people support you, they'll come about and sign the petition. You know, I did that. I went ahead and said what I feel is wrong. And I said why this bias shouldn't be encouraged anymore in today's day and age. We were talking about Black Lives Matter at this point in time. We were talking about All Lives Matter at this point in time. You know, and and. And I just felt like this was the right time to bring it about. And one thing leads to another. I get a humongous pool of support from everyone around the world. It's not only women. I got I got so many people from around the world signing this petition. And then one of my very good friends who works as a journalist and has a lot of network picked up my petition and directly throttled the Shadi.com PR department and said, you got to make a change. You need to remove this filter. So many people think that this is unfair and this is something that you should not have on your website. And her name was Roshni. And when Roshni did that, Shadi.com immediately replied back saying that this was a product debris on their side and it didn't really mean to work as a function of the website and uh, they have taken it down. So basically the petition worked as a victory in getting a change made. That was really sinister, like learning that there's this filter to choose which color you want to have it from, like a product, technically. <laughs> it's Exactly. It's it's true it's a, however it's it's a really refreshing uh, thing to know that you actually made it made this happen like you changed the whole thing and the company had to say that it's it's a fall from their side it's this like uh, it doesn't even work uh, that's that's really what every company would say to save their skin obviously exactly. and literally like save their skin in this case so for this, for example, as we were talking about colorism and all, you gotta look back a bit. Historically, we have always seen the lighter-skinned individuals ruling over the dark-skinned counterparts in India, and not just in India, all around the world. And during the colonization, this became pretty intense because it reaffirmed the idea that was already there. It was pretty much colorism with a dash of patriarchy. But in my view, uh, this stayed with us and we became prejudiced against dark skin tone. What is your take on it? I definitely think that colonialism had a very big part in, in making South Asians root for the white skin. But I think the origin of colorism that has happened in India actually is not only not only based on the British rule that we have had, I feel like 
ever since ever since we remember like the societies there seems to be a gender component that disproportionately impacts asian indian women's perceived marriageability you know so so what i'm trying to say is the popularity of skin lightening products for women in this entire contemporary india basically reflects that the beauty and marriageability are interwoven on the surface it it, it basically is like asian indian women with light skin tones can get married faster something yeah. like that yep and and that has happened before the colonialism was in place it was something to do with giving offsprings that were beautiful okay. somehow somehow this whole concept of fair is beautiful has existed because we have always been all of western society i don't think it has to do anything with a ratio component i as far as that skin lightening thing goes it it doesn't have to do anything with ratio component it's it's basically a bias where somehow people have forgotten that beauty is not features or beauty is not the way your face is geometrically cut out beauty is somehow white skin and and uh, and and you know a lot of scholars have basically argued about it they think that society has a notion that feminine beauty is somehow defined by color and uh, i i feel i personally feel that yes when the british came in um that fact was in the stone because we saw so many white people looking pretty according to our biases and and it was one of those things yes definitely if you're white you can get married faster and you are much more pretty that kind of thing and also uh, as you mentioned the uh, the dating aspect also the marriage aspect so coming back to talking about dating in uh, immigrant and also south asian communities uh, i have seen firsthand that a bunch of indian dating websites are based on color caste and religion i think that it's quite unfortunate because it forgets to look outside the barrier of communal restraints i would say uh even when the south asian community migrate to another society like to to the west or like europe or something like that even in that case they tend to not fully integrate and they tend to stay within their boundaries forming their small communities i would say small nation inside a nation why do you think that this happens i think a lot of it has also to do with fear i think fear of the unknown um it's it's obviously being with someone who culturally same as you being with someone who basically grew up the way you grew up ate the same food all of that is all of that is a level of comfort that people uh experience but as far as the bias within your own knit circles goes it it again roots from the fact that we try to go for a partner that's fairer just because society will validate as a success on your report card you know that oh my god you were capable to get a nice white wife or you were capable to get a nice white husband and when i say white i mean like an indian person who is white skinned i i feel like as long as people are trying to get married in their community in their circles to make sure that their comfort level is maintained there's nothing wrong in it but if it goes beyond and trying to find a partner just for the aesthetics of it 
I mean, you have preferences, right? Let's yeah. let's say that you have preferences, and there's nothing wrong in having preferences. You know, it is wrong when it tries to become a do or die deal. You know, where it's like, oh, until I don't have a white pair partner, I don't think I want to get married. It's like you're basically rejecting all the other qualifications of this person just because they were born with a white skin. Yeah. That's where the problem arises. I feel, and it's it's unfortunate, right? This whole obsession and skin tones. I think uh, marketing has a lot to blame with it too. This this uh, you know trash fair fairness creams that are promoted. <laughs> I in fact um, I actually know the girl who was campaigning for one of the most popular brands in India. It's a fairness cream brand. Let's. I'll not go into names there. She and I hung out for a really long time before she became the face of the screen, and um, I knew her. She was she was beautiful and and beautiful from her features and everything. Also, her skin was radiant. She was she was literally made with ample amount of time at God's hand. You know, like she she was that kind of beautiful. and um i asked her you know like does this bother you that you're actually advertising for a cream that you don't even have the need to you know use in your daily life she's like it does bother me but at the same time i do fit into their profile because of my skin and the way i look um and obviously it's a money making avenue for her which which there's nothing wrong in but but the problem there is that the person who's promoting his it has never used it <laughs> yeah that is uh, that is a really sticky situation if i may say that exactly and and also let's say for example the 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 fact that people are not entirely integrating to the society that we were discussing for example for you what would make sure that uh, these kind of like thought process or ideologies would go away or how can we make sure that this goes away for example people would integrate fully to the society making sure that no one sees each other as for example uh, light skin or dark skin or like i'm not saying you don't you shouldn't see color you should see color but for the marriage like dating and other stuff you're not fully saying that yeah i'm only going to marry this person because my culture says so so how can you change it or how can we change it i think a lot of this has to come with changing the mindset and that's changing a mindset usually comes from education and how do you educate a country with so many people you know in in culture that has been around since forever so There are a few ways we can do it, all right? And and I think these are more concrete ways you can go about it, but a fairness creams should stop promoting all over the country. There is no need to promote a fairness cream. Instead, we should probably have I don't know if you grew up in India, uh, but but do you remember that Doordarshan or mm-hmm. other channels used to have this uh really nice uh 30 to 60 second advert about school chale hum and it basically was uh, 
this entire sequence where they are saying that how important it is to go to school you know and it was something that was shown on all television channels in and, and it was it was so catchy the tune that it's just stuck in my head till the day you know <laughs> that it's important to go to the school similarly why don't we do that for saying that every person is beautiful irrespective of the caste color creed you know that kind of thing if we if we do educational programs like those and make it catchy make it something that would work like every day you know and like you have dustbins that say don't spit here you know why can't you just say things like don't hit anyone you know things like that i think the mindset needs to change and and that will only happen if you constantly hammer the right thing you know that doesn't matter and influencers right um instagram has influencers social media has influencers they have a lot of power and it's important to say that influencers that are of darker skin get the same importance of influencers who are of lighter skin basically promoting that people should come about and tell their stories about how you know they've had greater prejudice violence or bullying social sanctions all of that because of their skin color people should come up and talk about it because the more we hammer this hammer this thinking in people's minds the more it will make them think and the more they will question whether this is right or wrong and also i do remember like for example uh, there used to be this kavik back in india called amar chitragata yes and uh, the problem that i had with those comics was uh it did portray a lot of gods in this really different context for example krishna who is supposed to be a dark skin person he was portrayed as this light skin individual or a blue skin individual in amar chitragata and a lot of different all the demons all the demons are portrayed as dark skinned all the gods are portrayed as yellow skinned or white skinned not white skinned yellow skinned preferably and also a krishna who is supposed to be black who is like as dark as the clouded skies he was portrayed as uh, as i would say uh, a lighter skinned person so do you think that this is also this has also affected the perception i i actually never thought about it but now that i'm thinking about it that's actually so true i was just thinking every time i see a story about yamraj you know the the person who takes the dead away the, the people dead. who are about to die or something like that they're always black you know <laughs> and it kind of makes me think you know that that yeah i mean this bias goes beyond the obvious you know and your children's minds are so impressionable and i didn't even think about this but if if they are looking at it in trying to associate colors with this is bad and this is good then then it's actually a bigger problem than ever and and it will take a lot of effort to remove that bias from a child's mind and also now let's talk about the big guns uh, colorism and racism for me i see colorism as racism dressed up as shahrukh khan <laughs> so what's your opinion on that I I told you earlier you know I don't think that Asians usually go for colorism as racism as far as the marriageability part goes but I do know that racism exists in India to a level that I've not seen in America and I don't think it has to do with colors it has to do with regions yep. and 
person from Bombay doesn't like a person from UP. A person from Gujarat doesn't like a person from east of India. A person from north is not going to like a person from south. A person from south has a bias for a person from north. And this doesn't have anything to do with color. I think what 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 is happening here is the way this culture has been propagated, you know, that it's okay to say that. It is okay to like create that rift because you are different, you know. And and somehow it has always existed and nobody's really objected it. People don't rent out apartments to people from east of India in Bombay. Okay. Just because of the way they look and just because of the way they speak and we don't know anything about you where you're from and where what what you know like what part of are you from India you know things like that and you're like wow like <laughs> like you know it's it's something that's unfathomable because it's unfamiliar again education yep. very very important india is a conglomeration of literally 32 different states like it is it is united states of america without that much land and uh, so different because n- not everybody speaks the same language not everybody eats the same food we also we are a nascent democracy we have only started to think about ourselves and learn about ourselves less than 100 years so there's a lot of education that is needed without creating this whole divide and rule bias i think that's what i think is racism in india i don't think it has so much to do with colorism and that that's that's like a different issue i feel that's true and also uh, as i mentioned the name sharukh khan we got to talk about the bollywood stars <laughs> so <laughs> first of all uh, to the listeners who doesn't know who sharukh khan is you should know him because he's a big star in india everyone knows about him around the world he's a big bollywood superstar and he's a king also uh, i was a big fan and uh, yeah speaking about bollywood stars uh, we saw them supporting the movements like black lives matter and uh, i feel that it's a bit hypocritical because these are the same people who profited off the colorism inside the society uh, what's your opinion on that yeah shahrukh khan is the king of bollywood and he did endorse a fair and handsome cream for men this was this was back in 2016 and then when he was basically interrogated about this he said that he doesn't use the product himself and if you haven't seen sharukh khan sharukh khan is a dusky looking brown person he's by no means you would say a light skinned person i mean he's he's relatively light skinned but but not really he's a brown person and you see this ad on the tv and there are literally like eight coats of photoshop on him <laughs> after he uses the product and uh, i i can say i know how photoshop works i'm educated enough to know the difference there but for someone who doesn't know that yes they're going to go and buy that fair and handsome cream next day you know because shahrukh khan is promoting it and they saw it on the tv i don't think bollywood's idealization of whiteness is like a new phenomena not at all this has existed since bollywood came into existence you know it's 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 been around um, forever bollywood mostly hires light skinned actors and uh, 
they usually use an occasional brown face to show a darker skin person you know that kind of thing um so it's like a fantasy world that everyone lives in and um, i think i think it's a big level of concern it's it's definitely been one of those things where that's why nepotism exists because people want to have fairer offsprings and they want to give them a chance to work for bollywood you know things like that um but what i would say is that there has been a change here though and that change is being brought about by netflix and i'm extremely extremely happy that amazon prime and netflix have found a have found a production value in in the stories from bollywood and they are basically giving a podium for every skin color that exists in india to share their story you know without cuz earlier all the production houses were people who have been in the business since forever since the bollywood started so they only preferred what they preferred without changing their ways how much ever you question them they would just say we don't use the product we don't promote that we just found an actor who has value in the way they look you know that kind of thing but now when a third party that comes into picture they're actually changing things a lot of shows that i'm seeing from netflix these days don't even care the way the central character looks you know it's purely talent and it's absolutely breath of fresh air to see that and also uh yeah that is true it's uh, it's changing right now and uh, so looking back like in my life for example looking back when i was a kid i used to to utilize all these fairness products to make my skin lighter for example my mom actually used these products for example fair and lovely and when i was a kid i used to sneak up on her makeup kit i used to just take it i used to put it because i thought it was was kind of the thing that every single indian should do I used to feel so insecure because of the fact that everyone used to make fun of me for being brown skin in my school, uh, in the family, pretty much. And uh, also, I we used to watch Bollywood movies and all. And even yeah. in Bollywood movies, it's worse because they used to make fun of dark skin people and uh, a South Indian also being a bit darker than the North Indian person. They used to make fun of the person who was. a south indian and a dark skin person so it's like a double blow so this obsession of our communities on fairness pushes for example kids like myself to use fairness products which is pretty much bad for the self esteem and the health because of the bad effects of these fairness creams uh, what's your opinion on this i i can only say that i completely empathize with you i have grown up in this similar environment and uh i've always seen the main actor or actress is fair skinned and the sidekick is brown colored you know and and you always feel like oh, i never want to be the sidekick i want to be the main person you know and and that's where you come and start using these products and start making changes in the way you look my personal experience though is dating back to the time when i was born so my dad's a little like he's a brown guy all right like like he has a brown face and and he's he's perfectly caramel let's put it this way okay um my mom is extremely fair skin all right and uh, she's she's one of those she looks as fair as a milk 
milk <laughs> pouch, you know, like something like that. Yeah. Um, and when I was born, I actually turned out to be much darker to everyone's disappointment. And uh, apparently, some some family member told my mom that uh, Nisha, I can't believe your daughter is this dark. You know, something. I was just born. I was literally just born. And and they're like, are you sure this is this is the right kid? You know, and they laughed about it and they went away with that. So after I grew up a little, my mom gave me turmeric, uh, basin and milk like scrubs for about three years. Three years, she did not touch soap to my face. All right, and she says that she altered my color from the way I looked the day I was born. And she she said that she was instrumental in doing that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and part of me, um, part of me does not hold her accountable at all. It's it's okay. She did that because that's what she thought was the right thing to do. But she did it under pressure because because she was getting told, you know, that your kid's not fair enough, you know, that kind of thing, and you'll have troubles growing up and stuff like that. Now I think about it, and I feel like I actually feel sorry that she had to be answerable. To the way her kid looked right out of the womb, you know, and that's what education—that's where education has to be imparted. That it's okay with the way people look; it's completely fine. I mean, the education should change everyone's perspective. As as we just talked about, the celebrities have pretty much promoted these creams. Now it's a booming industry exploiting something that is pretty much sinister inside a society, and it's funny because. Right now, they have changed the label to glowing cream or anti-dark spot cream instead of fairness creams. That's that's really funny. Yeah. Now let's talk about something a bit different. Now let's talk about something that's uh, that's really juicy. Reality shows. My girlfriend and I we kind of watched this reality show a bit back. My she is interested in Indian shows and all and. Uh, not the soap operas but the the new series from Netflix Amazon and all uh, soaps are funny actually for for all of us it's it's really funny anyway uh when she saw that there was an an indian reality show in Netflix she was really excited and we watched that show together so the show it's indian matchmaking and uh, first of all did you watch indian matchmaking in Netflix and if you did what do you think about it uh I watched it. It was it was equal. No, let's put it this way. It was entertaining but very cringy at the same time. <laughs> it's 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 a show. <laughs> it's it's yeah. That's that's the best yeah. we could talk about. And also when the uh, the Seema Kaparia from Mumbai the the auntie in that show was like she was just uh, talking about stuff. I felt that she was a bit annoying and i did lose my mind when she mixed up the portrait of a dog during her visit to the lawyer girl's home to a catcher saying oh nice kitties and the girl was like nope those are my dogs yeah it was really yeah. funny actually so talking about the dating scene men tend to hold up unrealistic beauty standards which uh, tends to push the envelope of sexism and colorism for example during dating and arranged marriages indian men demanding women to be fair skin which is a classic example of sexism and gender oppression 
Do you think that the South Asian men are allies to women or are they making the colorism and sexism worse than solving it? Um, I don't think men are to be blamed completely about this. We have preferences, all of us do. I, I, I know equal a number of females who have the same kind of preferences. I would say though that families in our society is what to be blamed. I feel like our society wants you to marry a white partner so that it can be recorded as an achievement. Because as I said, let's let's go back to what I said earlier, you know, white is equal to beauty. If you marry someone white, you have you basically acquired a beautiful partner. And when you've acquired a beautiful partner, you have something in you that is worthy enough for a white person to marry you. So. I personally feel it has nothing to do with men in general. It has to do with the whole society and the way families have been going around this culture, you know. And also uh, any society, even if it's an Indian society or South Asian community or uh, American or Canadian, it doesn't matter. In any society, women face the worst things possible and the... The darker you are, the more hostility and inequality you got to deal with as a woman of color. So what is your perspective on that? I actually do agree with that. It's not the most... I mean, you, you've seen the story on Indian matchmaking with the girl who was running her own denim company. And, and she pretty much faced that thing, you know. She was, she was not your conventional Bollywood beauty. And... Uh, inspired beautiful in a lot of other ways and her confidence is something I would die for but somehow she was facing a lot of bias because of that it's true it's true if you don't match up with the society standard of beauty you will not have all the successes that are supposed to come your way and the only thing I can say is that you have to learn to be able to tell people that you are toxic and 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 take your step forward you know because not everyone in the world is that way and i also despise indian aunties all the oh way oh my god yeah <laughs> they are the worst but you know what what makes this interesting is that these characters you know these people you meet in real life they are real people they are flawed and they are romantic about certain things and they're like three dimensional they are like these people who exist <laughs> you know and and it's not like we're talking about a handful few we have an entire country full of them you know <laughs> they're like cctvs pretty much yeah like, <laughs> they're just always looking after they're like yeah what 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 are you doing after 10am or 10pm sorry 10pm 12pm what are you doing outside oh why is the boy with you stuff like that it's it's really funny like they're like all these cartoonish characters in real life yeah yeah and they won't go away they exactly. won't go away just because the younger generation wants them to yes. they will basically infect and ingrain themselves in the most uncomfortable ways <laughs> and they will demand interrogation they're going to be there they're going to be there the only way to change this is to educate them and to create an uproar to the level where it actually shames them from from doing it you know they're pretty much like the indian version of karens <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah. yeah anyway like now let's coming to the colorism outside the south asian community or the indian community 
I am an immigrant in Canada and I see that you reside in United States. Tell me what is your opinion on racial inequality in United States because as you are a resident of United States. Well, it exists. It exists and there is no denying that. Like how aunties in India have biases, how families in India has biases, every person here has biases. What is refreshing is though that the younger generation, the people who are growing up to societies where every color is a part of a classroom, things are changing. And that's what's something that I'm looking forward to in a different world 15 years from now. The whole advent of internet and the whole advent of having this global communication and and actually seeing that people are just people is going to change things it's definitely going to change things and i am waiting for that world to come about right now we don't live in a perfect world and that is true with every country in the world not only united states but yeah looking forward to a brighter future where inclusiveness is an everyday thing you know talking a bit into politics right now we do see that trump is getting out of the office trump got in inside the white house in 2016 uh, using votes of millions of color people and uh, trump is pretty much like a racist grandpa we all know that i saw a metric of people voting for trump in 2018 and it showed that a bunch of people of color especially from the south asian community uh voted for trump which led to his presidency there was uh, for example a big campaign inside the indian community for trump in 2016 uh, 2015 and all and uh, trump was in all these conventions with indian people the yeah. wall, like celebrating the wali with indian people and a lot of a, a bunch of indians like a, a big community of indians uh, they voted for trump in 2016 what do you think or why do you think that happened yeah so here's the thing okay um there are two facets to donald trump all right to to the president of the united states um he's a businessman all right so when he works with taxes he will think like a businessman what are the best what are the best ways to reduce taxes for people who own businesses you know things like that including himself so how many south asians own businesses in america i would say a lot That's a true. lot that is true so in this case race in color is not the bias in this case this affects their money that's why they want to support trump knowing trump as a person he as 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 i was telling earlier um he likes his divide and rule strategy there are people in the us who are in the baby boomer generation you know if 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 that's i mean i'm trying to categorize the group of people who are in their 60s and 70s you know they have grown up in a different world and they are not as open minded and as globally receptive as we younger generation are so trump found their niche he found the point where it hurts and he tried to capitalize on it you know he's he's a he's a great marketing guy right so he's he's finding these opportunities and he's trying to work on that i personally feel 
understand more than him. This brings about the truth of how much people are, people are, how much can incite people. People are so vulnerable that one person, once one person's podium and and their thoughts basically come out in the open when they are encouraged, you know. So South Asians support him because they are good. He's good for their money, but South Asians have nothing to do with the other facet of Trump. where where he's trying to play on the strings that help him get the votes it's all about the money and also as a person of color so we were talking about all these things like including the marriage and uh, the relationships family society colorism casteism everything uh, as a person of color uh, how do you think that we can remove this societal stigma and make sure that uh, the next time we go to a family wedding or something that the aunties would would shut up about the skin color of the bride well i i have been saying this throughout the podcast and maybe i might sound repetitive at this point in time but trying to educate them and to shame them when such an instance happen kind of is the only course for correction because we have to stand up we have to stand up when such discrimination happens you know the idea that the fairer skin is good and the darker skin is bad is completely irrational there is no logic there and it is an entirely society societal constructed perception so the only way to do this is to fight it and uh, if you do get if you do get told out because of the way you look be confident enough to say that i have so many other factors in me that you don't even notice just because you are blinded by the way i look coming to the end of this episode as a person who have been uh, actively vocal about colorism and uh, racial equality uh, what is your message to the people listening to this podcast my message to people listening to this podcast is that change begins at home i did try to get a corporate to shut its practices down because it was confirming to something that there is no room for in today's world uh but the major change that i think that i made in my life was whenever i used to hear anything related to color bias or anything related to the way i look and and that being a factor that contributes to my success I have vocally stood up to it and said I won't do with it and and this doesn't define me this obsession needs to go and the only way it will go is if you stand up for yourself so please do that raise your kids in the right way future generations can still change the world we have we have a lot of room and legacy to live behind yes it exists today but make a world where it doesn't exist tomorrow That was quite insightful and thoughtful. Thank you for being a part of this podcast. It was a pleasure having you here. And it was a pleasure too on and those great questions and I'm happy that I could speak about it. Always a pleasure. So, thank you for sharing your experience and your opinions on colors and racial equality and all the uh, uh, societal flaws that we were talking about. Thank you for fighting for equality and fighting for all the things that that is right for the society. For sure. In my perspective, we should have a real conversation inside our families 
and the society. We should use social media to put pressure on advertisers or media and also the film industry to portray beauty as it is. Show that the beauty comes in all size, shapes and colors. I would urge you to be a part of powerful campaigns like hashtag dark is beautiful and hashtag unfair and lovely, which is pushing a dialogue forward. Let us fight against double standards. Let us fight for equality. Let us fight and let us dream together. Well, folks, thank you for joining me for this episode of Not Your Normal Curry. Remember that you can support us and our cause by subscribing your podcast and putting spice on every dish that you make. We are available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and all other major podcasting platforms. From my side, I say thank you, merci, à bientôt, see you soon, take care, guys, bye.